Are African countries giving the right attention to population growth in their budgeting and financing? Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Africa's population is expected to rise to at least 2.4 billion people by 2050, with some of the countries doubling or even tripling their numbers, making Africa the region with the largest population growth. Development plans across African governments should ideally entail the improvement in people's lives of living, that is their incomes, health, education and general well-being, and yet the reality is far from it. Dr. Moses Mwonge, director of Somasha, expounds on this. Population issues sometimes are not understood in the sense of development. They are understood in the sense of politics. So some politicians think that the, the bigger the population, the more they vote. And even when you go look at the way our economies are structured and policies, you find that constituencies are mapped out based on population. So if they want more constituencies, they need more children. So that's the downside of being making decisions based on political opportunism. The other side is the popular is, is the economic socio-economic growth aspect, which says that, for instance, when you look at most of the African countries, the dependency ratios are so high. So you find that someone who is 40 years old is looking after children of his sister, children of his uncle, and is not even making any saving. That's why you see most and the rest of Africa when they receive a salary, it's basically spent. They don't save anything. It's because of a high dependence ratio. And if people are unable to save money, they are unable to contribute to development and socioeconomic transformation of our society. The other thing that we forget is that if you are going to produce more children, if you are going to encourage our community to have more children, you must have a commensurate increase in, this, in, the, in the services. Because if you increase the number of people, that means the number of school children in schools will increase. That means you need to increase the number of schools. You need to increase the number of teachers. You need to increase food production. And that links in now to a case for financing and their budget declaration. If you cannot finance the services and you cannot finance the commodities, then you get what you call a casket defect. It's like you're supposed to have done this, you haven't done it, then you get another effect. And that's what you're facing in Africa now. Why is it so important to invest in public health care systems in countries that have rapid population growth? When you talk <coughs> of healthcare systems, there are two. There's what's called the commercial sector and the public sector. So when the government is investing resources, it is investing in the public sector. The problem we are having is that because of less investment in the public sector system, which ideally is supposed to take care of the poor people. And then the commercial sector, sector takes care of those who are willing to pay. We end up having the poor people going to the public sector, they find no services, and they go to the commercial sector and increase what we call out-of-pocket expenditure, which drives them deeper into poverty. Because when someone falls sick, they end up selling a cow, they end up selling a plot of land to be able to take care of their health. But what they sell, they don't have capacity to replace it. So they end up going deeper into So the collective impact of non-funding of the health sector is reduced quality of service, which is associated with even drug out, drug stock out, 
but also increase expenditure, out of expenditure, out of pocket expenditure. That was Dr. Moses Muwonge, Director Samasha. Now, a look at the other stories making it into the podcast. Bank of Tanzania will maintain an accommodative monetary policy stance in November and December 2021 to facilitate the recovery of the economy. The economy grew by 4.7% in the first quarter 2021, with government aiming for a full-year GDP growth of 5% in 2021 and 5.2% in 2022. Staying with Tanzania, Tanzania's forex reserves surged to an all-time high of $6.7 billion at the end of September 2021 from $4.9 billion a year ago, covering about seven months of imports, which is well above the Bank of Tanzania's benchmark of at least four months. There has been a significant increase in inflows of concessional loans and grants to Tanzania since President Samia Suluhu Hassan came to power in March 2021. Better-than-expected performance of gold and manufacturing goods exports has also helped to cushion the East African economy from sharp foreign exchange declines in the tourism sector induced by the COVID-19 pandemic. A report released today at the ongoing Bloomberg New Economy Forum in Singapore finds that the COVID-19 pandemic has pushed an estimated 30 million people in sub-Saharan Africa into extreme poverty wiping out more than five years of progress. Whilst some ground will be made up as economies across the continent recover, this will still not be enough to meet the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal of eradicating poverty by 2030, a target that was already a stretch before the pandemic hit. The COVID-19 pandemic threatens to throw the region further behind in 2020. Sub-Saharan Africa plunged into the first recession in more than 25 years, erasing at least five years of progress in fighting poverty. Economists forecast the lost ground won't be recovered until 2024, when we expect per capita output to return to pre-pandemic levels. The Naira maintains stability against the U.S. dollar at the official market, extending the currency's stable run to three days on a stretch at the spot market. FMDQ Securities Exchange window, where Forex is officially traded, showed that the local unit closed at 450 Naira to a dollar again at the close of business, the same rate the currency had traded in the past three sessions simultaneously. The Naira reached an intraday high of 404 and a low of 445 before closing the day at 415 to a dollar. Foreign exchange turnover depreciated by 54.8% with $62.53 million recorded at the sport market segment against $138.37 million posted at the close of business the day before. At the Nairobi Securities Exchange, a total of 16,502,200 shares in 1,065 deals corresponding to a market value of Kenya shillings, 701,323,091 shillings were traded. Compared with the previous trading day, today's data showed a 399% improvement in volume, 950% improvement in turnover, and 6% improvement in deals. The current market capitalization of the Nairobi Securities Exchange is at 2.58 trillion Kenya shillings. In the aggregate, 41 NSE equities participated in trading, ending with 11 gainers and 23 losers. Liberty Holdings led the gainers with a 7.1% share price depreciation, followed by Umeme with a 6.25% share price depreciation, EverReady with a 4.5% share price 
depreciation. On the losing side, East Africa Portland came out last with an end-of-day price depreciation of 10%, followed by Nairobi Business Ventures at 9.55% depreciation, TransCentury at 8.46% depreciation, and Olympic Capital Holdings at 5.7% depreciation. Safaricom PLC recorded the highest volume of 6.12 million traded shares, followed by Standard Holdings at 2.52 million traded shares. Equity comes in third at 2.45 million shares traded. The Dar es Salaam Stock Exchange recorded a turnover of 110.9 million Tanzanian shillings from 169,607 shares traded in 53 deals and 5.8 billion Tanzanian shillings from bonds traded in five deals. In the normal bond, CRB traded 104,184 shares traded at a price of 245,000 shillings per share in seven deals. DCB counter had 17,215 shares traded at 190,000 shillings per share in five deals. Chatu counter had 4,070 shares traded at a price of 450,000 shilling per share in 17 deals. NMB, 37,030 shares traded at 2,020 Tanzanian shillings per share in 13 deals. On the government bonds board, a 10-year bond with a coupon rate of 11.44% and a face value of 5 billion was traded at 109% in one deal, while the 15-year bond with a coupon rate of 13.5% and a face value of 0.1 billion was traded at 104.7% in a deal. The market also traded 20-year bond with a coupon rate of 15.45% and a face value of 0.07 billion Tanzanian shillings at prices of 108.6% and 111.41% in two deals, while the 25-year bond with a coupon rate of 19.5% and a face value of 0.01 billion Tanzanian shillings was traded at 106% in a deal. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is the kfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at With the Dawn.